0: ready we're ready team yeah. okay um, thank you for coming first of all um, welcome welcome to black girls texting we are a podcast we've been going now for can you hear me in the back yeah. okay we've been going now for almost 30 weeks um, and we're available almost Three weeks. 30, 30. Oh. <laughs> 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 and we're av- <laughs> We're available on Spotify, iTunes Podcast, Black Girls Texting. Um, I'm Chelsea Pinky. I'm Glenn uh,
1: on Instagram at Bedstybe Brats. I'm Shade. I don't know if this mic is working.
0: It's not. It's not. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah. this and our whole <laughs> podcast started because um, we were talking about how black women speak. Um, and how we converse with each other and how we talk about issues and things that are going on in our lives. And in the modern day, it happens in a group text, um, no longer necessarily in the beauty salon um, or the nail shop, but in the group text forum.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's totally nailed
0: now. Yeah, so I want to introduce you all.
1: This sounds terrible. Anyways, I want to <laughs>
2: introduce you all to. Two very special guests that we have joining us today. We're super excited. So we have Tiffany Reed. Tiffany is the senior fashion editor for Cosmopolitan and 17th magazine. Hello. She also leads roles on Ease, red carpet icons, and has been on So Cosmo. You can also find her on Good Morning America. She has a list. She's accolade. <laughs> She is a seasoned trendsetter, 10 years in the business, and she's not only a boss, but a mentor to some young emerging designers. So give it up again for Tiffany. <laughs> and then we also have Nicole Chapiteau. She was the former fashion director for Allure magazine. She also had a stint at InStyle as well, and is currently um, a freelancer doing brand consultation as well as a stylist. She's also a mom of two. She has some <laughs> avid Twitter fingers. I seen you on Twitter, <laughs> 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 and is a big fan of Halloween. We're gonna ask <laughs> about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you wanna kick
2: us off with our song? So every episode we start with a song. And who's Copyright right. infringement issues sometimes, but whatever. Who's doing the best? Chelsea, I'm not doing Chelsea's this with you. Chelsea thinks she's the Beyonce. She thinks that the Beyonce. You're not gonna Beyonce me, anyways. So um, I hope you guys know this
1: tune. If you would just indulge us. Yeah. All right. <coughs> I n d e e n t e n t. Do you know
3: what
2: that? means? She got a own house. <laughs> she got a own, own car. Work hard, pay her. She a bad, bad bruh. <laughs> so if you didn't. I didn't
3: know that was coming. <laughs> by the way. <laughs>
1: <It's running> on <laughs> you
2: episode <laughs> is about being a boss, being independent, being black and fabulous. So get Let ready. Hi
1: boss up.
3: Hi, sister. Hi, sister.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to break the ice a little bit with a little game we like to call Left on Red or Reply. So it's just a list of things that you're either here for or just not here for at all. If you're here for it, you would, you would reply. If you are not here for it, you leave that on red. Okay. The first one. The Love and Hip Hop franchise. Leave on red a reply. Red. Oh, leave on red. Okay. I don't watch those shows. <laughs> it's okay. It's it's on red. red? It's on red. <laughs> oh no. It's
2: all red. We're all replying. <laughs> yeah, I'm replying. <laughs> I every seen every Monday one episode night.
3: because my best friend made me watch it. I don't Oh, <laughs>
2: girl. Okay. Okay, okay. so <laughs> Heidi name for Celine. Oh, I'm going to reply. Like I'm
4: going to send a collage. Oh I'm going to send all the evidence. Yeah, I'm going I'm to really reply.
0: You're here for that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm replying. You're replying. Yes. Okay. This one Kanye West. I'm
3: not going to even answer. Okay.
1: So <laughs> you skip, can pass. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fake handbags. Director, so I'm definitely gonna reply and be real mad. Oh, okay. Oh. okay.
3: I definitely had a fake handband once in my life and <laughs> my best friend has the picture and she's always like I cannot wait to you like really, really make it so I can expose your act.
1: What was the brand? <laughs> what was it? You'll you see when exo- she exposes oh, okay, me. It. We'll see.
0: Yeah, we all do that. Okay, oh, yeah. Friending co-workers on social media. Yeah. Re-
1: reply. 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 Yeah. I, d- I don't. Um, <laughs> love is on own and that Hotep ass, um, what is not, his name? Not a Hotep. <laughs> he was <is> a Hotep. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Hotep. Yassir. Yassir the Hotep. He is a Hotep. Um, I'm still going to reply. Yeah. Read. <laughs> Ooh, I'm replying too. Yeah. I'm kind of here for it. I think,
2: or so safari hairlines <laughs> and lace front beards. Come
1: on! <laughs>
3: <laughs> Literally every day I DM her a new <laughs> one. <laughs> every, day. every day
4: Tiffany DMs me a new like, take him swimming, take
3: them swimming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> so fascinated by so it.
4: So much it. Wait, but I was I on set the other day and we had a barber on set. And I was like, oh, do you ever look at these? And he was like, I do those. And no. I fell <laughs> out and I was
3: just like, can I spend a day with you, <laughs> sir? And he was like, nope, no one can
0: see my secrets. It's <laughs> like sorcery. I don't understand. It's I called him a, <laughs> 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 a witch Um. Next is
3: acrylic nails. Reply,
1: yes.
0: I like gel nails, but <laughs> I'll reply.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Super bright makeup highlight, like uh, that'll blind you. Yeah. It
3: depends on where you're going. But I like Fenty. Yeah.
0: The yellow one?
2: Is that Kilowatt? kilowatt? You know which one. The really bright, yeah. I don't know. All
0: right, next one. Cardi B, Nikki feud. I'm
3: going to read that.
0: Leave it on red. red. You getting in there? What's your response? I just, well, I know for sure because
4: I DM'd someone in this room and needed to know all the info.
3: And they didn't Uh, give it to you? Yeah. Yeah. She gave me all the info. over
4: there. She's my source.
3: I'm (laughs) going to leave it on red because the (laughs) the people who want to talk about it, I do not want to engage in that type of conversation (laughs) with them. So that's why I'm going to (laughs) leave it on red.
0: Okay, Fashion Nova. Uh, Nova. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. For entertainment purposes, <laughs> I'm gonna reply. <laughs> okay. oh I've got some pieces.
1: Okay, yo, I just <laughs> ordered hella clothes from Pretty Little Thing. I'm not gonna lie, and Shadé thinks they're all gonna like melt, and it's just gonna well be. Well, they, they, yeah, they are. They are. But they order. I just—it's out of curiosity. Sorry, Nicole, your thoughts.
4: Um, I'm gonna reply. Want to do some business? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <A> fast. <laughs> they, maybe. No, you would not. You absolutely would not. I have two kids at the college. When I told you that they messaged me, you told me not to even respond (laughs) to that. Yes,
4: you did. Oh, maybe I changed my mind.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Next one, Shadi. So, Nike and
3: the Kaepernick ad. Love. Reply. Reply.
0: Reply. Yeah, I think that's unanimous. Support that. Um, no makeup, makeup trend? Like the glossier. Like, like the glossiers, like the, like the, the masculine Vaseline. Masculine. <laughs> yeah, you're, but it looks great.
3: That is your, that is that's your thing. That's my thing. Yeah.
0: So, um, you're replying. I like a makeup, makeup look. And yeah. we should do last but not least, Azalea. Yeah. Azalea
1: Banks, because I heard y'all earlier. I'm going to read, I'm going to read, I'm going to read. <laughs> <laughs> this could be a little.
3: Um, <laughs> the I would reply because that's also entertainment. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of here for her. Just I'm not here for her, no, but I, I will be entertained here. by her. I'm kind it's of
1: here for it. For uh, right. Maybe the music <laughs> alone. Okay,
0: I don't know. Cancel <laughs> her. <laughs> what <music>? uh, uh, <laughs> shady in the oh audience. Okay, so we're done with that game, um, and just to start our questioning, our our interview. Um, I taught for three straight years out of college, taught elementary school, um, but I also am an actor and really into film and creative marketing and all this stuff, but currently, like currently I'm doing the BGT Instagram page um, and love producing content and all, all of the above, but I'm like very stressed out because I'm like, is my industry going to find me or am I going to find my industry? Like I feel like I'm all over the place right now. Um, so my question to you all is was the industry always was this industry always what you wanted to get into or did it find you? Um, I actually
4: yeah. yeah. Hello, okay, I actually started in a different industry. I started in architecture um, Studied it in school Worked in architecture for a few years and then just had like a life I'm a little older than probably most of the room. I am 40 so I watched 9-11 happen as a on my way to work and was like, well, shit, if you could die at work, then you should not be doing something that you cannot stand. Mm. And so I, that's, that's just, I was just like, I'd be the most pissed off ghost ever. Like, I hated this place and now I'm dead here? Like, no, fuck that. So I like got my shit together and I had always wanted to work in fashion, but I have a Caribbean parent, oh, wh- wh- so wh- 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 Haiti and... A- Fashion really, even to this day, he's always like, you know that in New York, you can now go to free med school. So still,
3: still, still, still,
4: Still. so yeah. So I just turned stuff around. So I think I found it. I'm gonna think like if it's something that you want, you will find it and it'll also kind of find you in itself because I started out as an intern at a magazine and my job offer was to go to work in the, at Neiman Marcus, in the buying program in Dallas. And I was like, damn, that's not really uh, what I wanna do, but I still wanna work in fashion, I need a job, like, I can't keep playing a game, and I took the offer, and then all of a sudden, like a week later, I got an offer to stay and work at Marie Claire, so I was like, it, so I feel like in that way, it found me.
3: Um, so I was a double major in advertising and psychology and my parents wanted me to like be in nursing because like my aunt was a nurse, my grandmother was a nurse, it was like kind of part of what the family did. Um, and so uh, I remember my junior year, I took an internship doing PR for this like woman who was an ad executive and was starting her own home line. Um, and then her own Scarves line and she, the whole internship, all I did was like, go through mass heads and like make her media contact list, and then something clicked and I was like oh I don't want to be the person who is like reaching out like I want to be the one who's like making the decisions Cause, but prior to that I had no idea what it was to be a fashion editor like that wasn't a world that ever existed for me um, and so that kind of like sparked my interest in the beginning and I went to school in Philly so um, I actually applied for an internship at Allure that's where Nicole has literally known me my entire career. And (laughs) so um, I interned there like secretly. So I didn't tell my parents, Um, I'm from the Bronx. Uh, And so I would take the really, at the time it's, I mean Chinatown bus still exists, but at the time it was probably like $7. Um, And I would take it, wake up at like six in the morning take the bus, come to New York, intern three days a week. Then I had classes Tuesday and Thursday. I didn't tell them at the internship I was doing that. I was just
4: about to say, I want to interject. And one time Tiffany was like stressing out. And I was just like, I don't understand what the problem is. And she was like, but I have to come all the way from Philly. And I, when I realized that she was doing that, like almost every day, yeah. she blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs>
3: um, and so my parents were not happy when they found um, out. And I like worked at Nordstrom on the weekend to like support my – Travels because my parents weren't paying for that and I also had to pay rent because I had an apartment in Philly um, And then when I graduated It was recession. I couldn't find a job um, So I did what I majored in so I wor- worked at a project uh, I was a project director for a market research company called uh, it's North America and I worked on clients like Kraft and Colgate and I did qu- uh, quantitative research projects for them so I would go back and forth from New York and Chicago and basically talk about like what? Why is the pink crystal light more attractive to like house, you know, housewives and like the yellow crystal light? And that was my entire life, and I was like, I hate this. Wow. Um, and I knew from like interning in fashion because I also had interned at W magazine right after the internship at Alora, mm-hmm. um, and I did that for a while post grad graduation. So I interned after college, um, and then I just couldn't keep doing it. So eventually after being at Ipsos for like a year and a half. And I remember I emailed you all the time and like, all I would like stalk the them time. and be like, any jobs, any, like there was no jobs. Um, and so like after a year and a half or something and doing that, I basically decided to take all of my sick days and all of my vacation days. And I started freelancing in magazines. So I freelanced at W and I would just like pack trunks. Like um, the accessories assistant was like so overwhelmed. They just hired freelancers to like be the second assistant so I would like help her manage the interns and do all of that. And I did it anytime there was like crazy shoots. And that's when like Alex White and Camilla were, Nickerson was there. Um, and I did that until I found like a full-time freelance job. And then I finally quit that life and like fully immersed myself into fashion. Thank you. All the,
2: all, oh, this mic's working, okay, okay. Thank you.
1: So speaking of which sort of like um, the heights that you all have reached within your careers as black women in fashion, um, when coming up with the title for our podcast, Black Girls Texting, it was very deliberate for us because we wanted it to be about visibility, but also about sort of like inserting black women in, in banal like activities. So black girls texting, black girls teaching, black girls driving, like ev- everyday like human things. We were thinking a lot about, like when doing our research on you all, you often get lumped into this, like the black girls in fashion, the black squad or something and just, curious on your thoughts about that, um, if it feels like a pigeonholing or also, but also like a celebration, is anything? anything?
3: Um, I have been black my whole life, so. Wow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't
3: need somebody to tell me I'm black. Yeah. Um, but it's fine, like, I have, that it is who I am, like, I'm fine. Like, I'm happy that there's other black girls in fashion and that we, like, don't hate each other and actually can be friendly and, like, hang out with each other and if we're feeling super awkward in a situation where it's just the two of us we can like share an experience together um and I think if it I don't think having that title will like pigeonhole me because with or without other black girls being in the industry I'm still going to be a black girl in fashion so
4: um I know mind. I never actually thought about it until I saw your questions and I was like oh so what like, I, I, I don't know, I think my so what comes from like, I grew up in a very white neighborhood, like where I was like the only black kid doing, like always in the picture, like that's me, there she is. And so I, to find a, I feel like it's like almost like to be a part of a group mm-hmm. that's also other black women is amazing to me and it's like, yeah, I'm black, I will always be black, yeah. so okay. who cares?
3: I mean I do yeah. think that outside looking in people have obviously preconceived notions of as, as an individual or as a group like what they think we are but um I do feel like if they are not hiring us for certain jobs or not considering us because we hang out with these people then like that's your that's your fault like you're missing out because yeah. I know I'm talented so
4: and we're also like each other's support system in an industry where we're s- still like There's fewer of us. Right. And I also think
3: it's harmful because now that, like, it is just a handful and we all are, like, visible that it seems like it's, like, just oversaturated and it's truly not. Not. Like, it's, like, (laughs) all the ones (laughs) you see are all the ones that are there. Like, it's not a lot. It's truly not a lot of us. (laughs) So.
2: That kind of segues perfectly into my question. So there was an article in the Cut called Everywhere... There was an article in The Cut called Everywhere and Nowhere, what it's really like to be black and work in fashion. And similarly, I was not majoring in anything retail fashion related and then like ended up in the industry and I worked for Macy's and I walked in and it was like me and like everyone else was Jewish. And I was like, oh, okay, well, here I am. And I really enjoyed the article because it highlighted how there are are a lot of things going on, like with the appointment of like Edward for Vogue British and like Vogue in Britain and as well as Virgil Abloh and everyone thinks like, oh, we're it's so diverse now. But something that was a big point in that article was like, is this a fad? Is this a trend? Or is this like progress? And I wanted to know both of your opinions on that.
3: Um, I, I don't think it's progress think it's a fad, but I also think that it's still important. I'm not trying to um, downplay what's happening. I think it's important and I think that it's anything you want in life, like you have to lay down each brick and like build it brick by brick. So if this is what it takes, like one moment leads to another moment to another moment, then obviously you want to celebrate it. Um, but I do think that it is, you know, because I'm in conversations in these closed door meetings, it's like, oh, okay, well, we have to have one of this person. So it's not like a natural thing. It still feels very much forced. From my perspective. I
4: I see, I do see, I think because I've been doing this for so long and I've been the assistant in the room where they were like, oh, do we have to shoot a black girl? Like, I've been there. And, you know, growing up, me seeing just like, Naomi or like just like a few spots so I see it as right now I feel like it is like trending and everyone wants to be a part of it but I see the good I- good coming out of it that where I can see like my daughters will see like back-to-back covers of black and brown women so mm-hmm. I see like uh, those are things I find to be great but then I also see on the other side of being a stylist and asking for things and all those brands that are preaching on their Instagrams Of the diversity and inclusion and not willing to lend their clothing for the diversity and the inclusion so I see it on the other side that it's like there's still so 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 much that needs to be done and it's not just even just black it's like oh you want to preach about how you know you want to have rainbows all over your show but you don't want to lend any rainbows for x and y z person so like i I see i see it coming from so many different ends but i think like like tiffany was saying those little steps will get there and there is some good things coming out of it like you know
3: i also think that it's important like what you you and i had this conversation the other day but um like people who are actually making the decisions in the room to be black um because we were talking about a black publication and obviously i'm not going to say who but their um, staff is not I don't know if there's one black person on the team and it's a black publication and there's like we were talking about how artists like all these major like artists who like you know they're black artists they have white publicists and white stylists and that is important too like just you don't have to be out there and being the face of it like you could be behind the scenes and that's equally as important like making those types of decisions it's not
4: more important no I I actually think it's more
3: important but I feel like because of where we're at in the world it's more about being seen than anything else but Mm -hmm. it truly should come from that end and I feel like that's where it's lacking so if we're going to talk about diversity we have to talk about diversity on all scales of it and not just what you're seeing up front but like what's actually happening who's actually the decision makers because that you're not seeing any of us
4: like I feel like this is probably like not that it's, like, a silly, like, example, but, like, if you look at... Also, I love Shonda Rhimes. But, like, if you look at Shonda Rhimes and her shows, once she started making these shows, you're like, oh, why are there so many black doctors on that show? And it's, like, like to have this thing, like, why? Like, yeah, there's someone behind the scenes, like, she cast that person. Right. Or, like, hey, there's, a, there's an Asian doctors, There's an Indian doctor. There's a Muslim one. It's the people behind the scenes making those decisions. And, like... I feel like we're in the industry where we're behind the scenes, where we're like, no, that's crazy to do that. Like you need need people of like such a vast variety behind the scenes,
3: and then that's when things really change. Right, like when we we worked together and there was (laughs) no black beauty editor and they would come to us and we're like, we're fashion editors.
4: Listen. I used to have to read some. I used to remember. I used to have to read copy on anything that was anyone black, and I was like, I don't
3: even like yeah. to read. <laughs> I like to look at pictures.
4: <laughs> I like to look at pictures, and it would make me so mad. And they were like, we just want to make sure we don't say anything racist, and I'm like,
3: hire oh somebody. God, hire somebody. This right. is not my
4: job.
2: Yeah. So right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, um, Nicole, you were actually featured in that article. I got your quote. So you said if more people of color were involved, you wouldn't get the same story all the time. So literally what you just said, this is... (laughs) flowing so nicely (laughs) (laughs) but he said you wouldn't get the same story all the time where the black model is in athletic wear or doing a tribal story so I want to know from your perspective like how do we get more POC's in the door because I feel like a lot of people's mottos now are becoming like a very like FUBU like for us by us like let's stop trying to get a seat at the table let's just do this ourselves but then people do like a seat at the table it's a very interesting I truly
4: don't know how I feel about this. It's like a battle in my mind that, while I think like when we have our own things that it's great, I I I also don't feel like like we were t- we were t- uh, Tiffany and I actually talking about like Black magazine. Like I don't think that all of their editors need to be black to put forth like our story. But I also think it's strange when like none of them are black. Mm-hmm. So. I I don't know like I don't know if it's we should just start doing our own things because I I I don't think that that's the answer is to just always put forth our own thing and not (laughs) be inclusive because then that's segregating in a way but I don't know I I, like I truly don't know it's something I think about a lot and like is it
3: like I don't know Yeah. (laughs) yeah um I think it's important to have both like I actually was talking to one of my friends about this because we were talking about this business ideas and um, a good friend of mine has this brand and like no one knows that she is a black woman who does it and is doing really well and like a part of me is like I don't want you to start doing interviews like I don't want you to like come out because I want to see how far you can take it until people have to know what you look like. And if that, I don't, and I'm not saying it will stunt your growth and I'm like all about being like black and proud, but I just am curious to see if people found out what you look like, would that, would your audience change? Would people not be as receptive to you? Would you not get the capital to continue to grow your business? Um, so I do think it's important for us to create these things and I don't know, whatever whatever entity you wanna create or product or or brand you wanna create, but I don't know if it has to come out and be like rah, rah, rah. Like, I'm black, and this is a black brand, this and that. Like, we can own these businesses and, like, build and, like, like create, like, generational wealth without being so segregated. Um, and then if people find out I'm black, great, that's a plus, too. But it doesn't always have to be the, the thing leading it. Um, I think if you can go ahead and build this company and like secretly you hire a bunch of black people and no one knows that it's like <laughs> all black people like running this company, that's even better to me because you're all making money. You you're all semi-taker. right, like it's and I uh, and I laugh because when Nicole and I worked at Allure, like at a certain point, it was nothing but black and Asian editors. There was, was there? What? We <laughs> like it was. <laughs> it not was like legit,
4: it, just black Asian, and then there was like. Paul,
3: right? He's Cuban. He's Cuban. Right. He's Cuban. Right.
4: He's Cuban. And like,
3: and we would like, 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 like we it's were like, like we would call United like colors this is We yeah, like, were like, like this
4: is the weirdest fashion department because if you look at fashion apartments like over the you it is like
3: you get one maybe right m- maybe right. so but we were still shooting us. with the great um, photographers still yeah. getting in all the looks still going to fashion shows like no no one could tell like the quality of the Photo shoots was didn't look more black or it didn't look like any other like we it was taste, it was taste level right. and yeah, it didn't need to be that. And I like I that stuck with me. Like being there in that moment really like changed my perspective on like how to go about building.
2: Glenn is yeah.
3: looking
1: for any vintage foo-boo though. I wanna wear fat Albert, like I wanna photo That actually Yeah, <laughs> 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 okay. That actually reminds me, so I currently work in a very white space, Um, and this is a thing that we talk about in the group chat often, because people are constantly trying me and doing crazy things. Recently, this woman came over to me. She unpacked a box, and she comes and stands in front of me, and she's like, I just want to go, whoop, and she just smashed the box on my hair. No! Girl! Yes! (laughs) I was so confused. and then she's like, and I'm like, yeah. And then she just goes, I just want to go, <laughs> No, just, yo, it was my first date. Don't even know the girl, the woman's name. It was bizarre. And someone else came up to me and was like, oh, you have hair just like my nephew. This is this white woman. Um, <laughs> she, I think they're, they're, they're Jewish. So I'm like, okay, I can see that. But also... Why did you feel the, na- the need to kind of make that connection with me in this moment, it was just unnecessary? And then she starts pulling up photos and then passing the phone around and showing all the people in the circle. I too know The comparison, people. right, exactly. But but it was her white nephew with the hair. So none of it made sense. No, no, no. With red hair. With red, like a big <laughs> red curly afro. I say all that Hey, have you encountered any of these strange Microaggressions, and what is your response? I always just feel so thrown off. It's a (laughs) (laughs) macroaggression. I just don't even know what to say. I just don't know what to do. I'm just always like, are y'all dead ass? Like, I'm confused. (laughs) I'm looking at you confused. (laughs)
3: Um, No one has touched me before. (laughs) I think people know that they should not touch me. Not that, I'm not the one. But um, I... Yeah. Like I, I don't know. I feel like it's more like passive aggressive dialogue. Um, and a lot of time, I mean, I grew up in New York, so I've been around all sorts of people. So working in this industry wasn't like, Oh, this is my first time having this experience. Like, no, I've, I've had it my whole life. Um, but I, I don't know. I just, you have to think about it, like certain, whenever you get to know somebody, like I'm removing the, the race thing for a second. Like people have come to me, like they're trying to categorize you and they're trying to understand how to like interact with you. That's just human nature. Like we do it to each other. Like black women do it to each other. White men do it to each other. Like people have come up to me and they s- assume, cause I look a certain way that like, if they come to me and start talking shit about the other girl over there that we're going to connect. And I'm like, mm, that's actually not my personality. And so I've, I don't know if it's like exclusive to white women trying to like I don't know disrespect you by touching or whatever it is but I do think that it's something to understand that like that's nothing to do with who you are it's more of like them trying they're projecting on you so I try not to get angry about that because I I would go through every day being angry (laughs) if I react to it um but I definitely I'm a very vocal person so I will speak up like I will say, don't touch me or like that is inappropriate. But I also am not holding on to that aggression every day. Like right. once I have the conversation with you and once we have a dialogue, then I, I move on from it. Um, and I'm, n- I'm not scared to have a conversation with yeah. somebody, yeah. Um, but I can't think of anything specifically that's so similar to that. <laughs> um,
1: yeah,
3: other than like what I mentioned, like when Nicole and I would like, uh, like th- they would just fuck up a lot. Like they would just do so much stuff and I'm like, that's wrong that's inappropriate and like feeling exhausted having to be like the black crusader for things but never directed it at, at me I don't know I
4: feel like I have give us a story a lot like even with like I just like in the strangest ways like I was telling them before my husband is white and people will DM me and be like, "My kids are mixed too. Let's have a play date." And I'm like, "Why? I don't need. No, actually, no. I don't know you, stranger. You're gonna kid. I also have this fear that people want to kidnap my kids because I think they're they're the so cute. <laughs> <laughs> so any, but yeah, like, but things like that all, all the time happen. Like, my family and I were in Italy on vacation, and this time I actually milked it to our advantage, but. I think in Italy, there's n- there are not very many mixed kids. And anytime we'd go somewhere, like we checked into the hotel and the lady was like, my kids look like yours. Why well, am going to upgrade your room? And I was like, okay.
2: But I felt like if <laughs> I was
4: like in the U.S., I'd be like, so what? Who cares? So I was like, well, I'll take the
0: upgrade. I'm that is not that. anything to I, complain about. Free parking
4: about. in <laughs> Like It's weird, but <laughs> then I've also had like the touch your hair with my daughter, with my niece, and I got like, it makes me really like outraged, and I think it's because I grew up where all my friends were white like the majority and they were constantly like let's touch this let's do this like what does this look like and that and just I felt like part of my like survival was to just not ever say anything and to hold it in because like uh, I want to still have friends in school and like I live here and I have to go and I'm not moving like this is my life so like let me just get through this let me just stay let me just stay at the level I'm at and like be like oh you're really funny and like those things were like oh but you're different like you're not you're, you like I've always had that so I think as an adult when I felt like more empowered I'm constantly speaking up and like no like when my niece moved to a school and and the majority of kids, she started going to school for white, and they were like, your hair is so crazy. Can we touch it? It's and I had, and she's a child. She didn't know what, how to react. And I sat down. I got her a book. And I was like, let's have your best friend come over. Because she was like, my best friend said it, and it made me feel really weird. And I was like, no, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. This is not okay. It makes her feel bad. I was like, what if she told you your freckles were insane? <laughs> and she, and the little girl looked at me like, that would be so mean. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's so mean. So like, I, I feel like I've just become much more vocal about things like that because of my upbringing of just you know just being like all right let me just not not say anything all the time right Right. and now I'm just like I'm gonna say something all the time
3: like sometimes I think it's funny (laughs) like if if I have put like let's say I have braids tomorrow like people will come up to me like is that your hair like how did my hair go from here to here like like it's just so it's so stupid that like how could I why would I be angry at that it's just dumb (laughs) but like (laughs) But Tiffany and I worked with a girl once who
4: asked us why our, why we had different hair and I was like, well why is your hair brown and so and so's hair was blonde? Right. Like we don't have the same damn parents. Are you <laughs> not? <laughs> and if yeah. we had the same parents our, our hair would be the same. Right. But it was like she generally was confused by it. And right. I was just like, what is happening here? So that I thought to be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but like, I didn't think it was funny when there was like we had another co-worker who was black and Someone we that kept getting in trouble like. for things oh, because she was like, but I talked to you about it. I'm like, you definitely didn't talk to me about oh, it, and no. she
3: just Right, didn't she know kept who confusing we the three of us.
4: Didn't know literally we were. like her and, and, there and were two Asian th- girls, and then that set her over the edge. She just would be saying hi to everyone on the street. She'd be like, hi, Mariko, and and she oh, literally came like up
3: no she came up to me and my one of my good friends who used to work with me she's japanese me and this girl named mariko and came up to us she she worked with us for years and said oh my god like nicole and jen and jen is also asian and jen is chinese and said nicole and jen and i was like you've worked with the four of us for years for like years and stuff like that actually would happen a lot because she's not even the same one like we worked in, the three of us were in this department and remember Crystal, she yeah. kept thinking Crystal and I were the same person and I literally would email her and I was supposed to do a project with her, like a video project with her. And we were emailing, chatting and chatting about it. When she would see Crystal face to face, she would respond to her about the about video. The email, about oh the video.
4: But then she would come to me and be like, I don't understand Nicole. Like this is a problem. Blah, blah, blah. I've been talking to you over email and I'd be like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And like, she just, she couldn't understand the three of us were. <laughs> just different. We all just yeah. look super
3: different. Like we're not exaggerating that this is their like names, truly happened to us in a professional working environment. With people who were like well established in their careers.
2: Right. Hmm. So yeah. well,
4: I'm, like, should I'm lighten like the mood? I I I think
0: it's
4: Tiffany wanted to keep it lighthearted.
2: Right, and now
0: <laughs> she's like, "It's fine." <laughs> 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 Do y'all want to go get into it? Oh. I just—we got it. We let's just see.
2: yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Let's, let's make it. All right. So, um, I used to think this woman was an ally. Uh oh. It's over. <laughs> she's canceled. <laughs> Bette Midler. I'm gonna say it one more time. Bette Midler. Um, Bette Midler says women are the N word of the world. It's a,
3: it's in a song, like Yeah. A song. It's it a quote from... Um,
2: uh. Yeah. Raped, beaten, enslaved, married off, worked like dumb animals, denied education and inheritance, yada, yada, yada. And one of the memes I've seen well replies on Twitter that I've, I just loved is a woman replied to her and said, well, then what are black women? Mm-hmm. How do we feel about this, well, there's been a lot of recent news with this man that will now be on the Supreme Court. I don't even want to say his name. Um, but I think it's very interesting in, I- just in general in your careers, there's a lot of male dominance in a lot of spaces. And then on top of that, being a black woman, I feel like it makes it even more challenging, like towing the line between trying to not seem too quote-unquote aggressive. Like, what are your thoughts on that as, as I think, we're honestly going backwards in time in some ways with yeah. what's happening. But
1: also black women's space uh, or place within feminism. Yeah. Like you oh. hate the pink
0: hats. I can't do it. I just don't I don't identify. Glenn so doesn't like the pink hats because they don't represent <laughs> <Here>. Brown people. <laughs> <They don't>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm fine to answer. If you want to go first, if not, I okay. can go first. Um, I, I struggle with this conversation um, within my group chat with with my very very like close friends from college. Like my best friends from college were all in a group chat. We've like been in a group chat for some ten plus years, and we like talk all the time. And um, so one of my friends in the chat is a hardcore feminist. Like. Super hardcore feminist, like always bringing up the top. She works in D.C., she works in politics. Um, And her and I like kind of get in debates where like now I don't respond because I feel like before anything else, and I know some people might not agree with me, I feel like I'm black before I'm a woman. And so, and I don't know if it's because of my upbringing because I like grew up in the Bronx. I've like seen a lot of shit in my life. I have two brothers, like cousins, like me and my sister are the only two girls in our family have nothing but brothers and guy cousins. And so I've watched firsthand my family personally be, um, subjected to a lot of bullshit for being black. Mm -hmm. Um, So I personally, I take that in where like, I know some black women have mostly females in their family or like, so whatever their story or their life is, that hits them a little bit harder than it hits me. Um, So I do, I obviously I'm like, pro women, pro black. I'm pro everything, but I I feel more driven by the color of my skin than anything else. And I feel like black women, I mean, it's not even feel, like it's a fact. Like we are the backbone of everything and everybody and we go through society. the society. Tr- like we go through the trenches. It's called society. um and <laughs> it's true. civilization. Right. Like
1: civilization.
3: we go through the trenches and I don't know, it's a tough thing because I'm not, I'm never going to say someone's plight or whatever is happening in somebody else's life is less important than what's happening in mine because that's very selfish and self-centered to think and I'm not like an egomaniac, but for me personally, I know where I I lie. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Um. This is a conversation I've had, like, a lot. I, I actually have it a lot with my dad. My dad is was, like, I mean, he is, like, not a U.S. citizen, but he will be out there. Like, every picture I have of my dad before I was born, my dad was at a protest. It's, like, not. So he's just, like, instilled that in me, is to, like, fight for your rights. He's also Haitian, so, you know, we overthrew slavery. So, um, so like, he, t- I mean, it's just, like, something he always talks about. So I just feel... I don't know, sometimes I feel some type of way where it's just like, when, when she said that, I was just like, you can't hide behind like, oh, but like, this is a song quote, and I'm using it in this moment. Like, it, no, like, it's just not. Like, I've always been black first, and I think that I've, just like Tiffany, where we've had different, very different upbringings, where I just grew up in this like, very white America, where I felt like, me being black was like really pushed to the forefront because I was always like I was always the only black kid for everything and I was really smart too so I'm gonna sing my praises right there so they're like we need someone to meet the president oh we have this group of kids we need a black kid send Nicole like we're gonna do this send Nicole like that's that's how I and used it to my advantage but I just feel like I don't know, like seeing my mom, my mom was a single mother and my grandmother and I had like really strong women in my family and they're all, I will say like these secret feminists. Well, my mom is like very a very outspoken feminist but like her sisters and my grandmother are like these secret feminists. Like knowing that they were always the backbone of the family and like making all of the decisions and while they weren't like out there protesting or being, because they didn't have that opportunity. Like my, my mom is an army kid and she grew up on West Point and there were six kids. And my grandfather and my, my, my mom's family was like one of the only black families on the base that wasn't like, I don't know, part of the band. Like that was like part of the entertainment. So they were like, our kids had to stay in line. So my grandmother didn't have time to be out there protesting and doing things. She had to make sure like, she was raising kids and making sure they were safe, and that was her thing. Like there was, like I was like, oh, like I'll ask my uncles, like, oh, who'd you guys go to prom? Like we didn't go to prom. I want to go to, like,
3: it was go survival. to prom. Yeah.
4: There was all white girls at the prom. Who were we going to prom with? Like there wasn't like an option. Like these things that like y- they weren't always like said. They're like these weren't options for them because they were the black kids. And my gra- my grandmother will say like, well, I was too scared that my one of my sons would end up in jail or murdered over things like that. So. To see that, like, statement just, like, oh, crush me, because I love Hocus Pocus. (laughs) I love it. And I was just like, damn, you bet. Like, damn, we lost another one. So, like, I don't know. I just got really, like, I feel like I I took offense to it. Just, like, sometimes I feel, like, a little bit, which is, like, totally uh, kind of off topic, but sometimes I feel some type of way about me, too, because I know how it actually started. And then this, like, it, this like <laughs> swoop over, um, but anyway, yeah,
0: so. Um, so Nicole was your boss at one point, um, and it's amazing to see that you continue to have like such a strong relationship. Um, how important is mentorship in your career and in life in general?
3: I love Nicole. Um, uh, Nicole and I have known each other, like I said, from the beginning of time. And she she was mean to me sometimes, but <laughs> I don't care. I have an older I was sister. I mean, I was hard on her She's Mean to me, but I have older sister and I was used to it. Um, I also I have a really crazy, strong personality. So like by nature, I can accept other people who have that personality without taking it like to heart. Um, <laughs> you said Leo sister. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, but I will say that like, I don't know, like there's been moments where like Nicole knows my family life, like really personal stuff about me that like no one else knows and like vice versa, I think. And like, I remember one fashion week. Um, I, we were like at shows and I got really sick and I was so scared. I was sick for like three days and I was, I was like start, not starting off, like I think maybe either I was an associate editor or an editor at the time, I don't remember. Um, But I was scared to like miss shows because I didn't want, one, I like fought really hard for my seats and two, I just didn't want that to look like I was being lazy or like calling out sick and then like it got to a point where I couldn't walk like and, and I had a cyst that ruptured and I was just like sitting on it. And Nicole and Rajni like carried me from a show put me in, like, a car, like, took me to the hospital, and I was, like, okay, this is beyond all that, you know, other stuff, and I was, like, this is, like, real family to me, um, and, like, I try to pass on the legacy, too, like, Tira used to be my assistant, she's sitting in the corner, and now she works for Danielle, who, like, you know, is another black editor, so, and my other girl, Shalea, like, I try to, like, continue on, because that's what I was, shown um so i i definitely feel like i wouldn't have been able to progress because i really did stalk nick like when i was not when i was working at that project uh market research company i was like emailing her and thomas all the time who's uh he is a mixed uh fashion editor who works for wall street journal but he i just he kept for
4: women's wear daily
3: oh i thought he worked for wall street journal he's also one of my babies okay <laughs> you have all the kids <laughs> Um anyway he like I just stalked them and they they answered so I would like to keep continue to answer for, for people.
4: Um I know that I was Tiffany's mentor, but I feel like lots of times that Tiffany mentors me and so many things that are not my strong suit. So and she'll know like I will call Tiffany and I will see doc text her where I'm like, hello, 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 <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark. And then I'll call her and be like, and then I'll DM her and be like, did you see my text? <laughs> and there's just certain things that I think that, um, although we, we have like a big age gap, that there's things that she can teach me and there's things that I can teach her. And I think that that's how a mentor mentee me- relationship works. And it has to go both ways. And if you're not willing to learn from your mentee and you're not willing to learn from your mentor, then like, what are you in it for?
3: What are you teaching me, Tira?
4: <laughs> 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 no. That's the mic. <laughs> <laughs> she taught you something. And, w- and I will like to say, I was not mean to Tiffany. I was no. hot <laughs> on her. That's I was firm, she was firm, and it
3: was caring to make she sure. She never called me any names. She oh never no. beat me up. So. Oh no. <laughs> No,
2: yeah. tough, tough love. This me. That actually leads to, I'll say our last like, quote unquote, intense question, and then we'll get a little bit more messy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we <laughs> went messy already. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like you both kind of touched on this a little bit, but I feel like, especially in the fashion industry, but. In almost a lot of industries, when you do have two black women or multiple black women, we're almost, like, pitted against one another. Like, even in in my office, like, sometimes, like, if I was talking to other black girls, people would be like, what's going on in there? What's happening? When really they were just like, I love that you braided your hair because I really wanted to do box braids, and now you, like, (laughs) paved the way for me to wear box braids, you know? And uh, it's not even, like, a thing. But I feel like sometimes society tries to, like, force us against each other, like, oh, you can be the only black girl in this space. And so through that, this mentorship, like, it's clear that that was neither of your sentiments. But have either of you ever experienced anything like that? Or do you see things like that happening? Um,
4: I see it happen all the time, but I don't think it happens just with black women. I think it's a thing that women are taught. Mm. Um, And just, it's like me, I think this is something I think about because I am raising two little girls, that we're constantly... and maybe it's generational but like you're taught to like get the man and get the money man with the money and like don't let her beat you out on that and like make sure you're there first and make sure you're skinnier or make sure you're like prettier and things like that to get the man and things like th- so i think that we're we teach women to not be to be competitive in this like in a different way that we teach boys to be competitive and i think that's something that we need to change but then also on top of it, as black women, we are taught like, and I, I and I feel like I, I, n- I don't know, I like I'm sure there's other people who can speak to that too, but like you're taught like you can be the only black person in that atmosphere. So like make sure you keep it. Where I feel like in this industry I've had that on a small level and on a larger scale, the black women who are in my like tribe, in my coven we do nothing but uplift each other where we're like hey I can't do that job I recommended you for the job and no one is afraid that you're gonna like steal the client like that's not what it's about it's just like I want to recommend another black person or like another woman even just like we're just like there to uplift each other and I think it's about who you surround yourself with Mm -hmm. that is more important than like you're always gonna have someone who is gonna try and bring you down. So it's just like making sure your inner circle is your not those people. Yeah, coven. it's the coven.
3: Um, I will say that I have lots of Asian American friends who also are in this space who are competitive against each other and I kind of see them and I'm like, oh, that ain't exclusive to us. So like you were saying, like it's not just a black woman thing, it's across cultures. But um, I don't know, I just, like I always joke with my friends because when we get dressed up, I'm like, guys don't see what we see when we get dressed up. They see, like, a box. Like, they just see, like, a face. They don't care what you're wearing. Like, all the stuff that we think about and we, like, go super hard on, like, they're not thinking. for each other. Right, and it's for each other. So we're literally just, like, getting dressed every day for each other or, like, waiting for, you know, like, it's just women are always we're checking for what somebody else is doing. Like, I feel like when I walk down the street, more women are looking at me than men. And, like,
4: it's, it's like like in fashion it's like girls dressing for girls like yeah. I have a, listen I have a husband and my husband would be like what is that shoe it is so ugly and I'm like I don't care <laughs> and I'll text my friend like do you think the shoe is cute all I yeah. care about is if my friend thinks the
3: shoe is cute like, right. I care
4: less if he thinks if it's cute like I
3: dress completely different when I'm with my man versus when I'm like with anybody else like he does not understand any <laughs> not at all so I'm like okay where are we going okay I guess I'll dress like this like he. I mean, he gets it and, like, knows me now and, like, understands it, but it's definitely not how I'm dressing for Fashion Week when I'm around him. Like, um, but anyway, I say that to say that, like, it is just a woman thing to compete. Just like men, they compete. Who has more money? Who has the bigger balls? Like, it's human nature.
0: You guys kind of answered it, kind of, already. But right now, the three of us are in all very different places in our careers. Shadé has been, like, climbing the corporate ladder since she graduated from college. Um, Glenn is, like, <laughs> she's chasing the bag. Um, and, like, bought her own car and all this shit. And so Glenn, it's, like, amazing. And Glenn is, like, a writer, but, like, that sort of career is so different than, like, a corporate career. And I'm, like, an actor, but, like, also into marketing and all this stuff. And so like, we're all over the place professionally. Um, so I was just wondering if, well, how has your career trage- trajectory, um, or the career tra- tra- trajectory of all of your friends been different and like, if that's affected your relationships with each other? The
3: comment <laughs> we're stealing that. Do you wanna talk or I
4: can? Um, I don't know, all my friends are different. Like I have, well, I'm a Gemini, so I have lots of groups of friends. Oh. So really? I keep them all <laughs> separate. Um, but I also say, like, I don't know, my college friends, everyone is in a different spot, and no one seems to care. We're just like, that's amazing. Like one of my really good friends, she couldn't be here tonight because she just got a crazy promotion. Like We were just like, this promotion is crazy. <laughs> and <laughs> she had just gotten a job, and her boss, and she's a lawyer, and her boss left, and she was like, dang, that's the job I wanted in, like, four years. And we were all, as a group, like, no, go for it now. Yes. And she was like, really? We're like, yeah, girl, go for that job. And she got the job. Yeah. And when she told us she got the job, we were like, well, duh, you were going to get the job. You're so damn amazing. Yeah. And, like, that's different. And it's like, we all have our ups and downs. And, and I think, like, just me being older, like, some of us are, like, at a career high, and some of us are at a high with our, like, families and you know other p- of us are like that's not where they're at right now or like they're like maybe that's not where I want to be but like I felt like there was something that like Tiffany had quoted not too long ago because yeah, I'm always learning from her and it was like <laughs> don't let your food get cold while you're watching like looking oh, at staring yeah. at other people's plate yeah. and yeah. I think like that's how you have to be with your friends like you're just different like I started in this career years after some of my peers And, or like, I'll say like age peers and they're at different levels. But like, that wasn't my path. I did something else. I chose to do something else. Mm -hmm. Maybe next week I'll choose to do something else. Like it doesn't doesn't matter. So you should just have like focus on you and then also be there for your friends to uplift your friends and like help them out. And I have like another good friend who's like constantly like, hey, I heard about this and I heard about that. And like, you should do this. And how do you feel about that? And then that friend also is just like, oh two kids too and have a family and I'm just like well they're annoying right now <laughs> so like it, the grass everyone thinks the grass is greener and it's just like just not everyone's grass is green unless you don't water it right. so oh.
0: I,
3: a <laughs> 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 um, I will say that my friends I'm gonna specifically talk about my college friends because I feel like they have had the most impact on my career trajectory um they have motivated me like beyond um when I like I did not in my head like really care about going to college or like going especially going away to college it was just like not something I really cared about um but my sister went to went away to school. And like at the time when she went to Temple, it was when like the basketball team was really popping. Everybody thought it was like an HBCU, but it wasn't. And. (laughs) I always thought it was an HBCU. Until I met Tiffany. And I was like, what? And then she was like in a sorority. And like, she really convinced me, without her even saying anything, because I don't think she knew that I was debating it or not. When she took me there, I was like, oh, okay. I want to be like her and do all these cool stuff. And so when I got there, it truly changed my life because in an instant, and I swear this was the universe working, like I gravitated towards these crazy, like driven, like motivated, smart women. And like one would be like, oh, I'm going to apply for this internship. And I'm like, oh, what? that's what you do in fresh, freshman year? No. no, no one else in freshman year was up doing internships except for like my one friend. And I would, because she did it, I was like, I need to do an internship too. Like, what am I doing? Like, and I've always been like, I'm a Leo, like I'm super competitive, like, have a lot of energy like like go 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 and so I just had like gravitated toward these women and they like taught me like they paved the way because that's not like and I love my home friends like dearly, but like they don't have the same like sort of career trajectory that I do and like my my friends from college do. So it was truly a blessing to be around them. So like at any point I will be their cheerleader because I know the minute one of them is coming into something good, it's coming for me too. Like I know when something is happening to one of them, like that energy has shifted within like our career group and we're all about to move on to the the next level. It's all about good
4: energy. And it always
3: happens. So I'm like I'm genuinely excited when one of them gets Promote it because I'm like, where's my coin at? Like I wasn't <laughs> coins to. Yeah. And like my my sister, like she is just so smart. Like she has two master's degrees. Like I'm like I say I'm not into school. She is, that's her thing. Um and so she like even motivates me. Like she's a single mom. She has two master's degrees. She's an assistant principal and she was a dean and she was like at Harvard this summer, like doing a celebrate program. And I'm like, okay, keep going, keep going. So like that sort of stuff I I thrive off of. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean sometimes I'm like okay I want to settle down and be married like why don't I have that life too but like I still have a good situation and like my personal life like you know what I mean like I'm not in a bad situation anywhere so I think if anything I'm like when is when am I getting to the next level that might feel weird sometimes but I it's never out of jealousy it's more of like me holding up a mirror to myself and knowing that I want more.
2: I want to know, like, how do you balance a relationship and a career? I feel like, I'm sorry, men. I feel like sometimes <laughs> men get, like, a little intimidated by strong wo- Okay, I'll speak for myself. My boyfriend, <laughs> like, said some bullshit to me. He was like, you're out here, da-da-da, climbing the corporate ladder, and I feel like you just going to leave me. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't understand. And I feel like men get a little intimidated by, like, strong women that are like out here. And I wonder how you you find that balance. I mean, you have been married I for how long? I cannot speak
3: for men. <laughs> I'm not going to answer the
2: question. I do not answer for men.
4: <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I happen to have married my high school sweetheart. So we've been married for 12 years, but we have been together for 25 years. Or as I like to say, since before we were born. Um, and I like to joke that we had like an arranged marriage, and people sometimes believe that. And I'm <laughs> like, no, no one arranged the marriage. But this is a thing, like, whereas, and I can only like speak on us, is that like my husband was in high school, was like, he was a kid smoking cigarettes behind a tree and like not going to class. Where meanwhile, I was like, I have AP physics, I have AP history, I have this, I'm a cheerleader, I'm playing basketball, and I'm doing this and this and this. I was like, student, student of the, year. I was like Tracy Flick. So <laughs> was me and like these these things were like never important so like I was like well I'm going to college and I'm doing this and he was like I guess I'll go to college too so you don't like leave me behind yeah. and like all these things but he was like n- I think it's in your partner to just always be uplifting and we have battles like he hated when I was like I a magazine I'm like I'm going to Europe for two weeks peace out and he was just like well we have kids and you can't do that and I'm like well that's my job and like that's it like so, we we do bicker about those things, but it's just still nothing more. It really turns out they're like, they miss you. That's how I think it is. Yeah, and how I just miss you. Like even tonight, he was like, "Good luck, babe," but I miss you. Aww. Like that's it. Like it's really that's they just if that's the person, they just want to spend time with you, and if you have someone who is not there to like push you along and like see what they can do for you, where it's like all right, like, say if you're in med school and they're they're not there, like, I don't know, giving you, like, bringing you coffee at 3 a.m. while you're studying, then, like, what are you doing? That person should be there just, like, constantly pushing you along i don't know your life i don't know your life because i just <laughs> met you but like you gotta like be there to push like that you have to find someone who is there to push you yeah. and maybe that is not the relationship you can have with your significant other but like you need to have it in someone you i feel like everyone we are it's human nature we are social people and we need other people so find that person who will just like push you along and uplift you? Maybe it's a parent. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a, your spouse. Whatever. Push. Someone to push, 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 push. Um, I, I like I to balance. push Tiffany all the time. <laughs> when she's <laughs> like... <laughs> I <laughs> just, I'm like, you should do it. I <laughs> know. You, <two> make <laughs> all you, yes you everything. do All the time. You should do
3: I'm
0: tired.
3: Um, well, I'm in my s- say no because I say yes and I need to stop. But how do I find balance? I don't know. I just, like, really like who I'm with so I just want to see them so I just make the time um, and he's really busy so like sometimes when I it helps that he's busy right now because then I'll go on and go on and go on and then I'm like oh wait this time passed and like neither of us like saw each other but like we still spoke often enough so like it just we're getting into the groove of it because I used to be really busy and he wasn't and now he's super busy so like I'm adjusting to that Um, I don't really know like I just enjoy his time so I make time for the things that like I enjoy
0: So we have a lot more questions, but we need to wrap up so you all can talk to each other mingle network That's the point of all of this Um, On our podcast we have called black girls texting subscribe now Um, We have a section called what would you do and we sing the song, so we're gonna sing it together in a moment, but basically, the segment, yeah, we sing a lot, cause, you know, yeah, we like to sing, and I'm classically trained. Um, So, basically in that segment, we get like texts and emails from our friends who are asking for advice, so it's kind of like the advice segment of the podcast. So, on a one, a two, a one, two, three. What would you do if your son was at home, Find all over the bedroom floor, cause he's hungry. And the only way to feed him is to sleep with a man for a little bit of money because his daddy's gone. <laughs> no. all, right. all right, all right. We only do a little portion. We only do a portion. Well, let's do... Well, does anyone have a question in the audience? We have a question prepared if no one does, but... Okay, Shade. Say, tell us your... What would tell you do? Rachetta. Read. Who is the question for
2: us? So... Yeah, it's for it's all of us. for
0: everybody. But someone... Someone... Asked us this question. All right, question. I'll just
2: be uh, one hundred. This actually happened to me. Um, so, <laughs> what would you do if you accidentally sent a coworker or a boss a, an inappropriate text? Girl, and what inappropriate? All right, fine. I was in Vegas. I was so already terrible. So out of it. It was like eight a.m. And I accidentally texted my coworker <laughs> that I was trying to, like, sleep with this guy. Like, I was, like, pursuing <laughs> him. Like, it was 8 a.m. We had, had, the, had a night. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to get it. And I have a friend named Jen. And I accidentally <laughs> texted, like, Jen from Macy's. <laughs> and I was like, Ugh, I'm just trying to... F Matt, and I don't know what's happening. (laughs) And I just, I pretended like it never happened, and she ended up leaving the company, so it worked out. But (laughs) I'm just curious as to what would you do? I type, oops.
4: (laughs) I mean, I've received, listen, I had a boss who sent me the wildest, most wild, inappropriate picture. And it was like, he sent it to Nicole, but meant to send it to someone else like Nick. And I was like, what <laughs> is this? And he was like, oops. And it just made me laugh. And I was like, yeah, yeah fucking oops, yeah. shit happens." But I mean, I think like things like that are okay. But if it's like, if you're like dragging another coworker or talking shit about them, yeah. that's do like, oh <laughs> well, no. I think you have to apologize, or, yeah. or like talk about the situation that you were, like you know talking shit about. Like you have to like like all right, I'm really sorry that this happened. Didn't mean to happen that way, but like I think we need to sit down and talk about this. Bah bah, bah. I don't like you, <laughs> but I think that's the only way. This is just me mature about it. If it's if it's actually a work related situation. And they get it, and they weren't supposed to get it. Then you should sit down and talk about it. But if it's like something stupid, and you're really drunk, and you text like a picture, or say something like "I'm trying to get it," then you just be like, "Oops, wasn't meant
3: for you," or like ignore it and hope they move on. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. I, don't know. No. No. I would. I agree. I would just. Lo- I mean, I think everything's funny. I would just laugh. Right. Like everyone's having sex. It's not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So to close off every episode, we always highlight our black girl doing shit. So live in the flesh, we have our black girls doing shit, Tiffany and Nicole. So give it up for them. Thank you all for, thank you both for joining us and thank you all for coming out.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Tiffany asked, what does that mean? So do you want to expound?
1: just black girls being bosses, like doing shit, like killing shit. Like, yeah, yeah.
0: Thank you again for everyone that came out. Thank you again for being our guests. Like this just speaks to the mentorship that you all were talking about. Um, we appreciate you all, and hopefully you all will enjoy our podcast. Okay, I had something
4: to say. Yeah. If yeah. the oops happens in a group text and you didn't mean for one person, you need to side text someone else and like a few other people so that they, they flood the text so I'm that the person doesn't up. push it, push it back. You gotta push it back. You gotta flood the. Oh, text. that's a good idea. You gotta flood it. Send, like, lots of memes, lots of pictures, boom, boom, boom. Just keep them going, keep them going. Get someone else to chime in there and be like, you're so crazy. Blah, 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 blah. And then have that other person be like, oh, we're in the wrong chat. And then everyone's confused. Oh, my God, I love I forgot We I forgot
0: about that. Any last words? Well, thank you. Thank you for coming. Talk to each other. Exchange information. Network. Be beautiful and black. Or if you're not black, still be beautiful. Stay healthy. Drink your green juice. Thank you. Oh, follow us on Black Girls Texting. Where it's it be found? Sp- I, I was saying it okay. <laughs> um, on Instagram, on Spotify podcasts, on iTunes pi- or I f- Apple Podcasts, and what's the thing for people with Androids? SoundCloud. 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 <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you so much.